0: The Perfect Talk podcast is going up, baby. Yes, it's yours truly. The Money Talks rep of the Noise my Boy from the 718 to the 518 DJ Show, the one and only. And I'm hanging out with my guys, DJ Playboy and my guy, Keith, Keith Comedy, right? You still going by Keith Comedy? (laughs) Locking with my guys on the Google Podcast and on the Apple Podcast.
1: playboy <laughs> what's good josh your man dj playboy back with another episode of the perfect talk podcast and you know clicker clicker goes nowhere without my dog my partner to the left my homeboy you go back like eric b and Rakim, q and bishop rocksteady and Bebop. my dog girl
0: scream like i'm Keith. <sighs> Your boy Keith from House Perfect Talk, man. In Game of Thrones mode. What it is. Is that what that was? That one went over my head. Yeah, nigga watching HBO, son. Yeah, that's the theme song. All my all my Game of Thrones out there is gonna know what that theme song is. up. As soon as I started, they they moved.
1: GOT stand up, we out here on a Game of Thrones weekend. It's preparing right? It's big, big things of one. I'm seeing Oreos. <laughs> they got the Oreo package, Game
0: of Thrones style. Mm-hmm. I'm getting chairs. you got the beer. I got the beer. My wife got some eye makeup. What kind man, of man? serious what kind of beer is it? I don't know. I, uh, it's like um, it's it's two bottles. It's a set. It comes in one glass. It's like a stout, and the other one might be like an IPA or some shit like that. Oh,
1: that's dope. Dude. They they're marketing the shit out of this. They like we going out on top, yeah. <laughs> on top.
0: Hell yeah! They was in the U.S. They had a crazy press run doing SNL and Ellen and, and all these different shows.
1: That's smart though. That's smart, man. Because like Sopranos, I don't know if they fully marketed off of the the end of their uh they run. I think they're coming out with a movie though, a prequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, from last I heard Like What was it Uh, The Wire ended You know what I mean They didn't fully market Off of that Cause The Wire was one of those things That a lot of people Discovered after The fact like, Right It had a huge following At the time But so many people I know have watched it After it stopped airing That um, Became kind of like A cult classic In that sort of way mm-hmm. But yeah Now Game of Thrones Is like Nah we, we marketing this <laughs> We are branding The shit out of this And we getting our money
0: Oh, was one of the most Anticipated Seasons, uh, series finales And final seasons Like ever Yeah no It's not It's not the most Anticipated season And they built that Anticipation by a del- Taking a break last a year A delay right Yeah That was yeah. smart
1: Cause They got people Word of mouth style um, promoting it for them Pretty much Cause am I was, I hit you up this week Like damn dog I might, I might do what you did And just start from the beginning <laughs> Like you just You just rewatched everything I might just start yeah. from um, Start from season one I had a neighbor that hooked me up. She, just, my neighbor, like uh, you know, what I mean, God bless her soul. But she had passed me a, a DVD out of nowhere. I thought you were gonna say she died. I think she did. She moved, but I, I think she did. Bro. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I, Cause you said God bless her soul. Okay, yeah.
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, but she had um, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure, but she was pretty sick when she had moved. Um, but before all that had happened, she had passed me a, a DVD one day on some like, yo, yo, check this out. And I was just, it was random. She ain't never really give me nothing like that. Like, it was it was super random. And I'm just like, what's this? And she's like, it's that Game of Thrones. And I'm like, like, what you watching? You watch this? And she's like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: made it sound like some old new strain of of buzz. Like it, it's that Game of Thrones. Put you on the flow.
1: <laughs> and, and it was funny. I had the DVD for Mad Long. I sat on it for a minute. I watched the first episode, and I'm just like, I can't get jiggy with this shit. And, and I remember, like, I was gonna keep watching it, and then I was like, I didn't want to hold on to a DVD for for, for that long. So I get, eventually had ended up giving it back to her. But um, yeah, I might just start back from where I left off in episode two, season one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this ain't no show. You, it ain't no regular show. You fucking vacuuming or writing something down and watching it at the same time. Like you gotta sit, sit there and there's it's like playing chess. Is are you playing chess or you playing Uno? Uno? You joking and shit like that? That's why chess players are so silent and pensive. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to figure shit out and think about why people are doing what and who they're doing it to and everyone's relationship to each other and also everyone's relationship to different locations. So you really got to sit there and watch it and enjoy it. Like I said, this you ain't, know what I'm saying? This
1: ain't Martin. You can't be laughing over other lines and shit like that.
0: Like you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. This ain't, this ain't no Martin. This ain't, this ain't, this ain't the fucking... Wayne's brothers. <laughs> or this ain't even Ray Donovan. The other day I was watching Billions and I was I, I was doing something. That was like a like an assignment I had to do for work or something. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna knock this assignment out while I watch Billions. And um, yeah, but this shit, nah. You gotta sit there and think. Because even when I was watching over the second time, there's mad shit I missed because like I just didn't know how to watch it. You know, you know what I'm there, I'm bullshit and texting and shit.
1: You know what's appealing to me? No, what's appealing? Um, what's what's just interesting to me? I should say. Um, it's like certain the popularity of certain things, like how your perception um differs from reality. Like growing up, I never never got the vibe like that. Females were into comic books, but these Marvel movies is making bank. It's not just all. Nerd, like you know, what I'm saying you, you kind of could put it in the nerd category. I felt like I was in the nerd category. Like I like I used to get comic books and all that. Watching it, right? And then now you are looking at it, these are the biggest movies. I like people hyped as hell for Endgame. Like and it's like a three. That's like Titanic length movie, <laughs> three and a half hours right, long. Right, right. And people are like, yo, I'm about, to, I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm catching up with the old stuff just to be ready for, for all this. I'm just like, I never got the vibes that that females were into it that much. But obviously, you know, females watch it as much as males do. Um. Same thing with Game of Thrones and black people. I never really got the vibe that, that, that like, you know what I'm saying? But they got a huge minority following. You know what I'm saying? I never had that Dungeons and Dragons or, like, fantasy world flow from a lot of minority people growing up. But the, that was just my perception. That was where I, my little corner of the world, it didn't seem like that. But the world's much bigger than that.
0: Well, it's also how they're packaging stuff nowadays, right? When you mention, like, the comic books and women and girls and stuff like that, they never... Package, all the writers were, were guys. You know what I'm saying? They never, and and probably to them, in their in their opinion, they probably think that they would have to put pink stuff and frills and all that type of stuff into the comic book so that girls could read it. But it's like, no, you just need like a couple of characters that they can relate to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have like a Captain Marvel or, you know, they're playing up G- Jean Grey a little bit more and all that stuff, giving them leading roles. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. So when now you think of Game of Thrones, it's not the whole Dungeons and Dragons thing. You know what I'm saying? There's a no, clearly there's a big element of fantasy and middle medieval shit and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a show about politics.
1: You said that. I right? heard you like say the, that before. I
0: heard you. Yeah, just it, it, like the Wire was. Mm-hmm. The Wire is a show about politics. You know what I'm saying? It's not really. It, it is a very much about crack cocaine, but it's politics. It's politics within these organizations they literally had politics in seasons like four and five mm-hmm. right yeah so that's what game of thrones is. i think that's what their its appeal is this there's, there's when you strip away all the fantasy shit and you strip away all you know the beheadings and incest you, what you gotta have is politics you have people doing stuff for love you have people trying to get power trying to get the upper hand on somebody being deceptive for these reasons yeah man game of thrones all the way
1: you know, you know what's another thing too? Uh to, to change lanes right here, is uh the reception that Nipsey's gotten, man. Like, I never, never and I was I, I considered myself, you know, a Nipsey fan. I never knew the following was that big. Almost to the point where I don't even know if Nipsey knew his following was that huge. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it just goes to show you, like, stay on your grind. Like Nipsey said, the marathon continues. Like mm-hmm. like I, I'm sure he knew he was Obviously he knew he was popular He knew he was well loved And like, from the stories that people tell Like he always attracted people But like to, to Post-mortem Have your uh President Obama listen to your music You know what I mean And, and be like I right, you know I never really bumped this before But now I have to listen to this just because of the reaction that everyone's getting and and I, and I appreciate it cuz you're not out here talking about I right, let's let's hop in the car and do a drive by on this person or let's you know plot on this person or let's sip a, a bunch of a, a, a drugs, you know what I mean, and, and snort a couple a lot of drugs It's it's all positive. You know what I'm saying? Some of mm-hmm. it's it it, it it might sound negative cuz you're talking about you know your environment where you came from, but it was all at the end of the day, you can I don't think you could listen to a Nipsey project and not hear... Him talking about growth Not him talking about You know what I mean Getting better And it was uh it, It's it, it, It's dope it, it just It's a testament that You don't always get the roses When you can smell them But stay on it Because you never know How far your work can go You know what I mean Like Like all the great artists You know what I mean Your work is more appreciated After you pass away But It just, it's, it's incredible. Like my man had a, his funeral in the Staples Center. He had like a, his joint looked like George Bush's wedding. uh, I mean, funeral. His joint looked like Aretha Franklin's funeral. You know what I'm saying? Like it it was, it's televised. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's insane. It's dope.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I would imagine that he, I mean, a a lot of the following came, you know, after his passing, Mm -hmm. but I think that was that whole thing was set up from the way he lived if that makes sense. So, for instance, it, what I'm what I'm not saying is that just because he died now people people are loving him cuz XXX Tentacion, whatever that dude's name is, like he didn't get that kind of love when when he passed away because he didn't maybe he didn't get the chance to position himself the way Nipsey did. You know, Nipsey's doing stuff for the community. He had a really solid catalog. Um, he associated himself with some really solid people. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was a very smart guy, very caring apparently, all that stuff. So now, when he passed away, that that kind of paved the way for him to have this huge positive following.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, and it's, it's incredible.
0: Yeah. Now, yeah, you're yeah, s- right.
1: And a lot of a lot of rappers, yeah, you don't you don't see this. You know, right. And- so maybe
0: his his following wasn't this big during his life but his reach was that was that big maybe even bigger and by that i mean like like i said all the community stuff well that alone was huge
1: yeah you
0: know what i'm saying when you come from a place like where he came from you're like yo i made it i'm out because it's just for many people it's just so traumatic it's not a place when you look back that you you wish you mean you Maybe wish that you didn't come from there, or you, you didn't have to go through what what you went through when you were growing up there. But he said, you know, I'm going back, and I'm, I'm seeing if I can pull some people up out of there, or not up out of there, but at least make make them rise to the top a little bit.
1: Exactly, exactly. Not have a crabs in a barrel mentality, but let's mm. let's let's actually raise each other up to the top. Right. And um, no, it was more than twenty thousand people uh, in the Staples Center. It was just an incredible event to see. It was beautiful. Um, eulogies from Lauren London, um, his mother, great gave a great, a great eulogy. Um, Snoop Dogg gave gave a real good one, um, and many others. I Man, his brother gave a real cool one. It was telling stories about just how Nip was always a hustler and and just built a computer from random parts that his pops would bring home, and mm. and was able to start recording music on there. So it's uh. Man, man, it's 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 that's the way you want to go out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the that's the way you want to be remembered, man. And and that's beautiful, man. I just I can't. It's such a tragic event, and it's easy to get down about it. But it just is a testament to how how dope of a person he was that he got sent off like that.
0: Right. Um,
1: Lauren London's eulogy was, was was beautiful. Shout out to her. It Took incredible strength, and and she. Uh, I think you told me she got a tattoo, right?
0: Yeah, she got a. Um... A portrait tattoo, yeah, yeah. of uh, Nipsey on our forearm. I think
1: nice, nice. A long Rick Ross got one. J.R. Smith, I see you got one also. So, um, no, that's that's beautiful, man. Nip, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what I think too. I think Nipsey. I don't know. I guess time will tell. I, I feel like Nipsey's gonna be in that category of of icon where like he'll be on T shirts. Say you know what I'm saying like for years to come. You'll be able to just buy a Nipsey t- t-shirt and people that probably like, you know, younger generations that probably didn't even rock with him like that. They'll, they'll, they'll throw on the Nipsey t-shirt cause they understand what it represents. Like the same way, like, like Tupac, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm in Walmart and I'm seeing Tupac t-shirts. Or, right, right, right. Or, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what i mean, The same way, like the Beatles and, and, and all types of bands that people might've never even listened to, but they understand the, the icon more than the music. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, at the very least, maybe regionally, where the because he re, what he represented beyond music, I think that that for that reason he could become that iconic at the very least regionally. You know what I'm saying? In L.A. and um, Southern California, whatever.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and it, it it sucks, man, that the event was marred um, by a drive-by shooting that actually left one person dead, two others injured, and and that it just goes to show you like that he this is what he was trying to improve you know what i'm saying like this is what he was supposed to meet the day after he got uh murdered he was supposed to meet with like the the chief of police uh, to talk about how to, what they could do to improve relations between the police and the young and the youth you know what i mean and right. and ways to stop violence and man like this is it, it just it sucks that that's that's the news report that has to come out of there. You know what I mean? Along with all the the beauty of it and the strength of his mother and, and, and his father and everybody else going through what they go through that, you know, you got to hear about a job by shooting. And it just – we got to stop the ignorance, man. We definitely – it's on us as a people. Right. Yeah, like and, – and, and, and along the same lines, man, kudos to LeBron James because um, – Anybody could talk about it. We could. You make a sit up. We got to do this. We got to do that. But shout out to LeBron James. He put his he put his pen to the check and and and, and put his money up and built his own school. Um, yeah,
0: I mean along the lines of that Nipsey piece. Like, and that school is in Akron, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Going right where you from and developing that that neighborhood, giving them the things that they need. With Nip, with Nipsey, it was economic development. Mm-hmm. Where well, LeBron James is is really. Getting down to the the youth level and educational development and, and and helping them to grow up in a more constructive way in a more nurturing environment.
1: Now, now we spoke about the school when it had first opened, just because it was you know it was it was news, it was newsworthy. A basketball player yeah. opening up his own school, um, let's see in in his home neighborhood. Let's see what comes out of it. And um, it's good to report that the I Promise School has uh, improved test scores in reading and math. Um, Reading, uh, for those students were in the lowest percentile of the third and fourth graders, and today the third graders have advanced to the ninth percentile. The fourth graders rose to the sixteenth percentile, um, in reading. In math, the third graders went from the lowest to the eighteenth percentile. The fourth graders are, uh, rose from the second percentile to the thirtieth. So they're doing big things out there, man. That that school is is dope too, cause it starts in July. You know what I'm saying? And um they don't wait to they don't wait to September. <laughs> they start in July and it runs from uh nine nine o'clock to five PM. So you know what I mean they're there expanding the school day. You know what I mean? And and yeah. Uh man, I, I see great things coming out of out of that school for those students. And that, that's just a dope thing what LeBron is doing. And you know what I mean? I I'm, I'm glad that we're reporting positivity because, you know what I mean it it people will be so quick to if something negative happened in that school to report it, you know what I mean? So I'm glad that we're reporting um, positivity. They actually, they, they plan on expanding to the fifth graders um, in the fall, this upcoming fall.
0: So Yeah, that's dope. Uh, when you So there's like tons of studies and stats talking about like if kids ain't reading by third grade, like they're, it's not a wrap for them, but it's incredibly difficult for them to really, to really make it or, or make the strides that they should be making. Mm-hmm because in up to third grade, like you're learning to read and you're just retaining all this information. But then beyond that, you start reading to learn, you know what I'm saying? So I like can, if, if, if you're in fourth, fifth, sixth grade and you haven't, if you're not up to a certain level in reading, you can't read to, re- to learn the other stuff you need to learn like history or, or um to, to critically read or to all that stuff. Like it's, it's just tough to, to get there. So, He's really setting up a really strong foundation for them.
1: Yeah, no, shout out to that, man. And um, just as a parent my, myself, yeah, the, the importance of education, you know what I mean? Like, huge, man. I see my daughter making huge leaps and bounds in just her her, her speech, you know what I'm saying? The fact that she's in school mm-hmm. every day, that, that she's able to um to write. And she's she's struggling with the writing, you know what I'm saying? She's able to get mm-hmm. certain things, but she's able to spell her name, you know what I'm saying? And and, and, and it, it makes me step up as a parent, like, okay, okay school's doing what they could do. She I see her. She could use a little help in this in this writing format. So now I want to take money and get the get books. You know what I'm saying? So we mm-hmm. could be at the crib and just, you know what I mean, those little tracing books where you trace letters and learn how to do stuff cuz she's interested in it. She, she 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 wants to be able to write and, and I I got to nurture that, you know what I'm
0: saying? Understand? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you look at all the the not all but most of the like stellar students like I you know they be like the best of the best. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit happens at home. A lot of shit takes place at home, whether they're doing art projects at home mm-hmm. or parents or families just sitting down to talk to them or they got older friends, like even shit like that. So the more you get at home, then the better you can just do in school and life beyond that. Hell yeah. And my
1: next my next goal is to like, Extracurricular, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to get her caught up. You no, know, like I, you you mentioned this a long time ago, and I've seen studies about it also. Just the amount of screen time that mm. kids are spending nowadays, and how it's unhealthy for them. And about the, seen a stat actually the other day. I think it was from a study about two years ago that eighteen year olds are uh, about as active as sixty year olds. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, just like what? The? You know what I'm saying? And they had they had some reasons behind it, like basically you know the school day and the lack of recess. And um video games obviously or, or just doing stuff that's in the house rather than outdoors. They said it, it peaks back up again in his twenties. Um but but there should be no reason why at eighteen, you know what I'm saying? You're about as active as a sixty year old person. That that makes no sense. And I'm trying to keep my daughter on the other end of the spectrum of that.
0: Yeah, definitely have him experiment and all that type of stuff. Uh just play and try shit out. Yeah, dance class. And I think that's lost. Yeah.
1: yeah, all types of shit, man. I'm see what yeah. see what we could get her into.
0: Clubs and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Arts. You don't even you take that stuff for
1: granted. I go even as a kid. I kind of like I didn't appreciate some of this stuff. And like, look back on it now, I'm like I'm glad my parents had me play little league baseball. You know what I'm saying? That taught me something at a, at a super young age. You know what I mean? And and just it wasn't it wasn't like it is now either, kids. There was no participation trophies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I never. My parents never put me on no team. I don't even think they knew what that was. But I'm glad that all they bought me was a bicycle, and then I was able to go out and j- just, just f- fuck all my limbs up. And I, <laughs> that, was a, that was a healthy experience. <laughs> For real,
1: For real. Um, it's funny you say that too, cause like got, I got her on the bike now, and she's um, it's weird, man. We riding the bike, right? Like, I don't know. My baby's the terrain. Maybe I gotta take her somewhere else, cause we be riding the bike. And she'd be like struggling with it in the um in the backyard, the little uh, parking lot area that we got. But then like if, if I put in a little after school program, like say I gotta work or something like that, i pick her up. I come through, she 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 riding around doing circles, doing tricks <laughs> on a little like bike that they got in the gym though, for some reason. So I don't know if it's maybe like the terrain is is, is um it's too much for her, her little legs to to push, but she's getting it though. She's getting her little leg strength up. So by the summertime, we'll be riding around. Also,
0: and you got that audience. That audience motivates you.
1: True, true. Other people around you riding the bike, right? Yeah, yeah. You are right about that. Um, what else, man? I see. I seen something sad actually yesterday, bro. I, I I didn't appreciate this video at all, man. It was a um, shout out to Spec. He sent the video to us. Uh, a Chicago police officer It was actually two police officers Punching and dragging a 16 year old girl down the stairs um, During like some type of altercation They were having Couldn't really hear the audio You don't really know what set the, the officers off But you just see at some point The girl kind of motions herself to turn away from the officers And before she could fully turn away They actually grab her And drag her down a flight of stairs While punching her And it's, it's They say at some point they tased her as well All of this uh, In front of her father you know what I'm saying, and I could imagine how powerless that father felt having to watch that. You know what I mean? So now he's actually suing, um, and 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 you know best of luck with that. But I don't even understand what it is that's going on with like why minority girls are just getting choke slammed or dragged downstairs or pulled. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen way too many YouTube videos of that, bro. And and I think you're you're probably one of the the, the strongest proponents of people that have to work in these schools or in these different areas, they need specialized training. They can't just get the training that every, all the other officers get, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, man. Because there's so many dynamics at play there with the race and then this is a um, a girl and some of these schools may be a bit more testy and all that type of stuff. So they should, and that's not to say they should get like some kind of crazy SWAT training, but there's other types of training they should be getting. hmm as far as sensitivity training or social welfare, all that type of stuff. So, like, for years, the tendency has been to, like, militarize these places, like, have, you know what I'm saying? Like, have them, like, the jail training. That's not what they need, man. They need something else. Nah. Look at this. She She did, apparently, uh, from what I read, like, this girl's turned around and be like, you know what? I'm out of here. And they said, nah, they started hemming her up. That's what it
1: looked like. She, yeah, with no audio, kind of looked like she was like, I'm off this. You know what I mean? And kind of yeah. was, was, was turned, which, which is for the amount of strength it takes for you to pick her up from where she's standing and drag her down the flight of stairs, you could have just picked her up. Right. <laughs> and took her the where you need to take her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was two of y'all, matter of fact. You could have, if you really wanted to, you could have took her out like um, your man from WikiLeaks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could have picked her up by her legs and all that. And, and 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 one person grabbed her arm, one person grabbed her legs and take her to whatever wherever it is you were trying to take her to to drag her down the stairs they almost knocked another student down while doing that too which is crazy um it's like for what purpose dog for what taser like what is that cop gonna say there's nothing like you're done bro what could you possibly say to make you be like oh i had i felt i felt like that was a necessary use of force
0: word and you know at first when we first talked about this uh, offline I thought it was like just like a, a school security. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, they need to train these school security better, but I didn't even realize it was a police officer.
1: Yeah,
0: They should already be trained. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was going to say the school security should have just called the cops, but this was the cops doing that, and that's the crazy part. It, it, you know what it, I'm saying? Yeah. It goes back to like when you were seeing
1: the the uh I, the rise in, I guess, police shootings maybe about two summers ago and and there was just this talk about we have to reform the training like we really do though bro like there's i, I um spoke to someone that had gone through police training and he was Afri- he's african american and he said that he that they they said straight up that they're targeting african americans that was something that was taught to them that they're more likely right. to you know what I'm saying you're more likely to find to find something so these are the, if if you have the choice between somebody else an African American go after the African American. And that type of thinking it, it it affects everything. It affects how you're gonna handle someone in a situation like that. You know what I mean? You don't even understand like when they're watching videos and every time the person in the in the training video is a black person, that's gonna affect how they handle it in the field when it's a, a it's a situation where they gotta pull their guns out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're gonna you're gonna mentally associate black people with that. And it, it's yeah, yeah man it's disheartening it really you just feel bad like for, for like these, these young black girls man everybody you know I mean every young students in general but this this is on the heels of a story um i heard not too long ago i want to say it was in syracuse about uh four junior high school students all girls getting strip searched because uh they, they thought that they were high they thought that they were like high on drugs and they get like, why would you need to give them a strip search at the end of the, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If it's that serious, if you think that it's on them, have them arrested, have them taken out. Like, what do you, like, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, the NCW, double um, NAACP stepped in and, um, you know what I'm saying, took, took protested that, that situation happening. So, um, but it, I'm tired of hearing about this stuff happening to young black girls, bro. Like, that shit is uncalled for. I, I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even like I could be like, all right, well, they're a threat. Like I'm you don't hear about young black girls coming to the school shooting nobody up. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: it, it goes back to that um from the early 90s with all the crimes, the tough on crime stuff when they call them super predators. Mm-hmm. And that was coded language. They really meant like young black kids. You know what I'm saying? So yeah.
1: that's what that term uh, ain't nothing new. That's what I, that's that Hillary Hillary Clinton or somebody had used that term.
0: Yeah, she popularized the term, but like it was being used. I think some like economist or some po- like crime policy guy, like a professor or something, made it up and she just kind of repeated it. Mm. But that's really what he meant. You know what I'm saying? These super predators, like they're like a, su- it's like a super villain. Yeah. And all it is is just kids who look a certain way, and that is black.
1: And I and I, like you know what I'm saying, like to go back to just the 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 fact that Nipsey was taken out in his own hood by his own people. That like his funeral procession had a drive by. We gotta before we act and before we before we even leave the house, we gotta take our perception into 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 mind. You know what I'm saying? Just like before you act, cause you're upset about something or you want to hurt somebody, understand how that's gonna be perceived by everybody and know that that has an effect. On people you don't even know that look like you, you know what I'm saying? That 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 you've never even met that look like you. When when the media is going to jump on that before somebody else doing the same exact thing, you know what I'm saying? They're going to show your image. They're going to show Eric Holder behind the bars. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because that image perpetuates the, the 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 dangerous black man image. You know what I mean? Definitely. And so you got to know that you're not helping the the the, the cause at all. Like. Whatever it is, courting your feelings and 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 that, like, that's affecting the way that young black girls are being treated by law enforcement. And we got to take more responsibility on ourselves as people. I don't mean to get all preachy or whatnot, but got we got to do it. Man. Preach. <laughs> we got to do it. We got to step it up, bro.
0: Preach. Message. <laughs> man, like. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, as far as stepping it up. I'm glad that, that we have an emergence of leaders like LeBron James and and um, Nipsey Hussle. Unfortunately, he, his life was cut short. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they really uplift people and then and young. work from the roots the roots of these communities.
1: Yeah, they're, they're both in their 30s. You know what I'm saying? Nipsey was 33. LeBron's, what, 35? And, and it's good that we mm-hmm. see young younger people rather than just an older generation. Because then that, that comes across as preachy. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, right. it, it feels good to see like LeBron James stepping up. Even, and then Nipsey, you know what I mean? People are like a lot of people are gonna be inspired by what Nipsey was doing to do their to do their own. So it's it's uh no nah, we need that. We need more of that, we need more of these leaders. And we didn't even mention it, like um that oh yeah, no, yeah, I think I did I think I didn't mention it uh briefly. But the fact that like Nipsey had a letter from uh Barack Obama, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's huge, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because Barack Obama is one of those people that he's a little older, but we look at him as, as you know what I'm saying, one of the top leaders, bro. And and the fact that, that he is in support of... Magic Johnson also put out a tweet about um, Nipsey and the fact that that you had that effect on the older generation too. You know what I mean?
0: Like Yeah, definitely, see. man. They looked at what he did. Like Magic Johnson's big into community development mm-hmm. through his businesses. And he probably looked at Nipsey's like, yeah, now I'd like to see somebody from the next generation doing it right.
1: Yeah, yeah speaking of magic johnson man shout out shout out magic bro he was he was uh the president of, of basketball operations for the Lakers and he um just kind of just stepped down out of nowhere it had an impromptu press conference it kind of took everybody by storm that's not really how people handle things in the sports world you know what I mean typically they'll have like an orchestrated press conference with the, the the entire organization behind them if you're gonna step down but magic was like nah man I'm off this <laughs> I can't. Yo, do you could tell him
0: Magic just ain't never really had a real job because you talk about the sports world, people just don't do that nowhere. <laughs> Word up. Essentially, that's like that's like if you work at McDonald's and like you just showing up to work on schedule with your street clothes on, and then go on Instagram, go on Instagram live <laughs> and say, you know, I quit today and just never enter the building.
1: My man held like an hours worth of interviews too. <laughs> <Just> yeah
0: like, <laughs> like, you knew he was gonna get, gonna get interviewed that's Magic Johnson he could get interviews without the, the whole Lakers news but like that was just it. just imagine man this thing could quit via press conference like see the world we live in now <laughs>
1: yeah. presidents
0: are making official policies via Twitter oh yeah you're right <laughs> this dude quit his job via press conference incredible
1: now, now he didn't really give a, a reason other than he just couldn't be magic you know what I'm saying he felt like he couldn't tweet Russell Westbrook dropping the 2020 in honor of Nipsey. He couldn't like congratulate Russell for that. He couldn't say goodbye to D Wade, which is ironic because he kinda like shitted all over D. Wade's night <laughs> by quitting on the same night that he was retiring. But you know what I'm saying? Like he felt like he couldn't tweet out to D. Wade congratulations on a great career because that would be considered tampering. And these were the reasons he gave, but you know, as as everything that's more to the story and um as time is going on and even in interviews he did that night he kind of alluded to backstabbing in the in the office how uh he couldn't he didn't want to be responsible for letting people go and ruining lives and things like that so to speak so he um it, the rumor had come out that maybe him and Rob Palenka who's the GM of the Lakers weren't exactly getting along how he felt kind of betrayed and was gonna um make moves to actually get rid of him um, but just with conversations he had with Genie Bus, who he considers a friend, he didn't really feel comfortable doing stuff like that. And, um, it made me think, bro, just like, have you ever within like an organization or maybe a job that you had before, just kind of felt like you didn't want to be part of something because of a coworker or like another person that worked there,
0: or even a supervisor maybe? All the time. But a nigga got bills. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I'm like magic. If I quit my, quit my job just like that. Bills ain't getting paid, though. No. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Magic, an entrepreneur,
1: he uh, you could just be like, "Yo, I got, I got, I got." <laughs> Look, what y'all paying me here <laughs> ain't worth what I'm making over there.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean <laughs> that little job is just that's just looking weed money. The little Lakers <laughs> check he's getting, or well, he probably getting, yeah, in like eight hundred grand a year or something. Yeah, he's like, man, this is trash. Magic, a damn And They, 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 they got me r- rules and all this type of stuff. He ain't trying to do all that. No. And fair, fair enough. I mean, unfortunately, they, the Lakers should have, I guess they wanted the, the the name Magic Johnson. They want him to be some kind of ambassador, but they got to realize, when you look at his resume, does he have the temperament? Is he a good fit for that job? Exactly. No. Exactly. Ambassador is different
1: from what his job was. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And,
0: like, you got to do real stuff, and that's why um, his co-worker was hating. Mm-hmm bringing up to people's attention that he wasn't he wasn't coming to work.
1: Yeah. Man, I remember I did I like, go front when the NCAA tournament just ended and I see Magic Johnson at the Michigan State game. was first thing I thought was like, "Damn, bro. You know the Lakers is <laughs> whack as hell right now, right?" <laughs> and like you all the way over there watching this game. If first thing I thought of was like, damn, Magic just okay, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's Magic being Magic. He wants to be able to walk up to people and give them a pound and a hug and you know what I mean? And and, and shoot the shit with them and he can't do that. In his current role. And it is it's I'm going through that myself, man. Like I'm trying to make a job transition right now. And there's there's people that I prefer to work with other than others. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I I'd be lying to you if I'm saying that, that that this particular person or persons is the reason that I want to get out. Cause I want there's way more reasons I want to get out beyond right. that. But it, I'll put it to you like this it's an it's an inspiration, <laughs> it's an inspiring all right, all right. factor, you know what I'm saying? It kind of at me like, yo, I don't need this, like I could get
0: this somewhere else. Shout out to your current manager if they're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to you and everything that you do. Fan of the show, big fan of the show. (laughs) Manager, shout out. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it happens. Like, what are you gonna do? You can move on. You can try to fix it internally. Really depends on how much you love your job. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like Magic didn't love his job that much. He probably thought it would be cool. But oh, I'm working. I'm, I'm a big wig at the Lakers. I'm gonna get mad love. I think really that's what that's one of the things that drives him big time. Like the money, he has tons of streams of income. Like the Lakers money would have been bullshit or being in any kind of executive job. I don't even think I think the the whole shit like him hating his coworkers, I think it just adds to 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 that other thing. But I think everything's along the same lines. The fact that he just can't like he said, he was telling the truth. Like, yo, I can't be magic shaking hands and mm-hmm. hugging babies and all this type of shit i can't do that but as far as like leaving a job for a co i'm totally with it yeah i always got my, my resume on deck in fact in fact I, I like my job currently but you know i'm always updating my resume making sure that it's always ready to be sent out so i'm in that process right now funny that you mentioned that
1: no no yeah you're right and keep keep the piss clean you, know, you never know like it's funny like yeah. hour to, a top opportunity pops up you want to make sure ain't nothing holding you back from getting up out of it because yo and uh, what what i'll say is 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 added stress Mag- magic didn't need the added stress magic looked death in the eye and said fuck you yeah. <laughs> fuck you You can kill everybody else you ain't killing me you know what i'm saying Word. and and why well, if i beat death i ain't sitting here beefing with rob palenka <laughs> you know what i'm saying i ain't sitting here beefing with my co-worker like fuck that i'm gonna go live i'm gonna go enjoy life it's short
0: word you know what i'm
1: saying so you know what i mean yeah nah do do what you gotta do in your, in your own life and uh I'm, I'm not an advocate for letting somebody push you out of a space definitely don't let anyone move you from something that you love to do if you love it make it work you know what i'm saying for you but also if you got stress that you could do without and you know that you could do better anyway nah definitely you know what i mean get up out of it
0: yeah, if it has to do it with with a, a company, fuck that. You know, you know my belief, man. Never fall in love with no company. Yeah, you shut up. If you're you ready to leave, leave that shit. Right. ASAP.
1: You're right. You're right. People fall into that all the time. He could have easily yeah. been like, yeah, you know, I owe it to the Lakers and I have been a lifetime Laker, but nah, magic is like, nah, it's bigger than the
0: Lakers, bro. Yeah, it's way bigger. Like he he's magic. <laughs> I just want to I'm be saying? magic. Exactly. <laughs> Right right now being magic is more way more important than being a quote unquote Laker.
1: Very true. Yeah, you're right about it. It's bigger, yeah. Way bigger. Magic. Man, but um I think right now we gotta get into America's favorite segment. One of my favorite segments too. Dear Perfect Talk. Yo. Uh-huh. I'm new young. Keep connected. I got a quest. Woo! And the question I you is, how bad you want to know that? Today's Dear Perfect Talk comes from a, a young man named Tank out of Los Angeles, California. Oh, R&B, singer Tank. <laughs> Dear Perfect Talk. Uh, my name is Tank, and I live in L.A. My younger brother graduated from college in December and recently found a job in the IT department of a great company. Uh, his name is John. John makes good money at his job. He's, but, is, but is obsessed with spending his money on sneakers, clothes, and is now talking about purchasing a BMW. How can I express the importance of investing and saving money and living modestly while he's in his 20s so he could have a nice nest egg to live off of in his 30s, 40s, and beyond? Hmm, good question. Good question, Tank. Oh, intriguing. <laughs> uh, it's hard to get through. to. If, I mean, if that's somebody's interest, you know what I'm saying, in their 20s, you got to figure they spent 20 years building up that interest, right? Or, or 15, 14 years building up that interest. So it's – the only thing you can really teach them is, is one of the things that I, I think a lot of people are taking from um Old Nipsey, one of the famous Old Nipsey interviews, is like that shit don't appreciate with value. <laughs> it's not like you get a pair of Jordan – well, I mean, I guess some people are sneaker aficionados, but for the most part, if you're wearing them and they have normal wear and tear, your Jordans aren't gaining in value. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, unless you know, what I mean? like some people are, are sneaker collectors. They don't even wear these sneakers. They buy them so they can sell them at a later date. Um, but if you're using them for really like daily use, that's that's definitely not appreciating the value. That BMW is sure as hell ain't appreciating, ain't gonna appreciate with value. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you get that and clothes with clothes, obviously you. That's I mean, there's there's a resale value on clothes, but it's not. No, it's not. It doesn't appreciate. It's not like if you were to invest your money in, in some sort of stock or real estate or something like that so i think being that he does make a lot of money now and he seems like he's a smart kid use his um interest in money to to teach him the money game and and introduce him to maybe some youtube videos or some some podcasts where people are explaining why it's better to save and invest that money than to spend it because it's it's worth more you know what i mean make your money work for you don't necessarily and that doesn't mean he has to live a life of I, if he if he's a, fa- a fashionista or Whatever He's into All the latest stuff Yeah Budget You know what I'm saying Budget around that Don't have 70% of your budget You know what I mean Going Going towards that You know what I mean Like I don't know if he lives Who he lives with Did they say it No I don't think they said that In the email Yeah I don't know if he lives alone Or He lives maybe it sound, You know what I mean Possibly he might live at home still um So it's not always going to be that situation that it is right now in your 20s. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Your family's going to grow. Your your relationships are going to grow. And you want to be prepared for that. You don't want that to be a, a eye-opening experience when those things hit.
0: Yeah. And don't be a fucking buzzkill tank. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what a buzzkill. Like, I don't like your car and your lifestyle. Yo, if you're an IT and you're making that much money and you're 20-something, listen, might as well Make mistakes while you still could recover. You know what I'm saying? Like if you do that at 40, and you can't really afford it, then that's a problem. If you're 20-something, man, buy a BMW. Who knows when you're gonna be able to get that thing again? Maybe you will. Maybe you'll just get you'll get a bunch more BMWs. But do it now. You know what I'm saying? Don't be a buzzkill. Tank, tank. Let that man live. However, I would say that that your Lil John can have can live in two worlds where he's, he's blowing money, blowing money fast, but still saving and investing. You know what I'm saying? To to your original question, how do I get into his mind that investment and saving is important? Tell him ways that he can do it while still enjoying what life he has, the life he has now. So for instance, let's start off with, with investing in your, your company's 401k plan. That's the greatest introduction. The 401k, all it is, they just take bread out your your paycheck and put it in an account. You don't even need to mess with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You come back to it when you're about 59 and a half years old and live off of that. So start there, put, you know, let's say, you put 5 10 15% of your paycheck into your 401k, boom, great start. Start there and we'll worry about the rest later.
1: Even something as simple as 150 to 200 a week, putting that away, yeah. you could have uh, enormous benefits within 20 years. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and, I mean, if if you're an IT and making that BMW money, you need to put away more than 150. Yeah, but definitely, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no, yeah. But I mean, like, you, you might not even miss that. You might still be able to have your fun, and, right? You know right. What I mean? Still do what you do. So there's benefits to it, definitely, John. So you know what I mean? Uh, Oh, sorry, Tank. You know what I mean. So just be able to try to express that to your brother, and, and don't be a buzzkill. Yeah, yeah. Got to be cool with it. Be a <laughs> pussy. <laughs> also teach him example. You teach. You know, you're the older brother, so let him see.
0: But he might be the broker brother too. He so might, he <laughs> he sounds like the hater brother. <laughs> yeah, he definitely a hater brother. <laughs> he definitely do. But Stu Tank is a cashier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the war on cashiers continues with Keith, man. Yeah. But shout-out to everybody out there. If you have any questions for our Dare Perfect Talk segment, uh, you can email that to perfecttalkpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll definitely try to get that on the podcast for you. Man, switching lanes right now. We got to take it to the fuckboys of all fuckboys. Your man Donald Trump, FDT, man. I don't know what's going on with this. Whose mans is this? <laughs> <laughs> Whose mans is this? On on the heels of... of Expressing rhetoric uh, at the, the southern borders, um, saying our country is full and uh, we can't take you anymore. And even though using the phrase turn around, <laughs> uh, you man Trump. Then says after a, a report comes out um, and was originally denied that he is giving strong consideration to releasing detained immigrants into sanctuary cities, um, perceived to be a way to punish his political enemies. And, and this would be in like cities such as New York City and um, cities in California. And I just think that's the like, what? <laughs> it's like <laughs> don't even you don't even no, know man, where to start could... with with the like what are you talking about?
0: Yo, this mm-hmm. dude got syphilis in his brain. Like he's just <laughs> he's just insane. Like the the whole white nationalist stuff. I man, believe it or not, I knew this dude is racist ever since I first seen him in Home Alone. Man, like I, I in Home Alone too. Like, you just know it. Like, black people, <laughs> like, I've heard of this term gay dar, but you could just tell somebody's gay by being around them. I have none of that. There's people I grew up with and say, Yeah, I'm gay. I'm like, Oh, I don't never know. All right, cool. Like, I have racist dar. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> got I, that race dar. I smell that shit up. I got a race dar, man. Like, I knew this dude was racist, but not the kind of racist he is now. It was just like, Like, racism, like, like that restaurant got a lot of black people. I'm not fucking with it. Or, like, I don't want black people living in my building. Or I don't want brown people living in my buildings. But now it's different. It's like, I don't want them even in my country. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I think what happened was that he kind of got, like, national. Like, people started... Really getting getting his temperature nationally. He had his reality show, and he started talking shit about Obama. Mm-hmm. And real white nationalists like, yo, we could fuck with him. Like he got skills. Mm-hmm. And then as that keep happening, it's like a feedback loop. Like he gave vibes to them, and they sent them vibes right back. And he's like, you know what? I kind he ran with this white nationalist shit. Like, he's the ultimate spokesperson. He's way better than David Duke ever was. He's what David Duke wanted to become.
1: Yeah, no, no, it's 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 like the uh, the conscious rapper who uh, you know builds a following, but then he drops like a club song and that shit blows up, and he's like, oh, yeah. all right, well I'm just gonna make these twerk songs then. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's working, it's working for me. You
0: know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> he, 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 exactly. He was dropping mixtapes in the underground circuit, and then he, he mm-hmm. dropped the banger with Mexicans Are Rapists, and people like, yeah, re- literally bumping that shit and number clubs one on the charts, s- saloons, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> But but it's funny how the country's full, right? Right. This is this quote: the country's full. Um, we can't take you anymore. But that only seems to be a concern from Muslim countries or people from South. Uh, you know, what I mean, Central American countries or, or Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, is you, you don't care about it if if it's people coming from Russia or the Netherlands <laughs> or Europe. You know what I'm saying? But second is some somebody coming from, next and then and then and then the theory behind we're going to release these detained people in these cities. How is that stopping them from spreading out to other cities? Are you building a wall around New York City? <laughs> like,
0: Imagine making a political calculation like that. Like, Honestly, it would probably be successful uh, politically because he doesn't care about the ultimate result, right? He doesn't have to deal with that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that he's he's talking about, it sounds real good. But he doesn't have to deal with that type of stuff. So when you talk about getting rid of Obamacare, Obamacare helped out a lot of those poor white folks that he's that he's pandering to. Mm-hmm. But the message he puts out there is that Obamacare was bad, so then his followers think that Obamacare is bad. But a lot of those folks got Medicaid because of that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Not all of Obamacare was great, but the one part that was great is that you got a pre-existing condition, you broke... Here goes some Medicaid,
1: but and like yeah, you no. said, he doesn't have to deal with it. He just has to drop the quote because the way that people consume their information nowadays is through sound bites and exactly. through, through clickbait. So he just has to get the headline. He just has to get yeah. the quote out there, and and you know what I mean the the work the work is going to do itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, like um, like for instance, uh, they got this NAFTA. NAFTA is an old deal from the nineties, you know, the deal between um. Canada, America, and Mexico. And Donald Trump ran his whole campaign on campaign on NAFTA Sucks. So he went in and tried to re- renegotiate something. Essentially what he came out was with out with was more or less the same thing. But he etched the name out, put Trump on top. <laughs> 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 and dropped tweets nonstop. <laughs> dropped tweets nonstop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that that's literally what he did. And he renamed it some goofy ass name. And people are like, yeah, man, that's an amazing deal, nah, man. So yeah, I mean that racist shit, and uh, filling up the cities and flooding sanctuary cities like New York or San Francisco with with detainees. Mm-hmm.
1: It's
0: insane. It's insane to think about doing some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that. It's I, I just the thought of it is is just wild. Like I just can't. I, I just can't fathom it, man. Like I don't. I don't even have words for it. It's just bugged out how. We got a, a wild president. Like the dude got syphilis. We got a president with mental syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe that shit.
1: And and it's it's it's. I don't. Even, I wouldn't even use the word scary. It's kind of just like, like I got my homeboy Miguel right, and um cool dude man cool cool brother Puerto Rican dude. But he bangs with Trump, heavy, mm-hmm. like and um like to the point where um AOC um. Alexandra Acastia Cortez
0: was you better uh, off just saying AOC. I, was, <laughs> I
1: said I I stuck stayed in my lane. Um she was on Jeopardy, like they had a picture on Jeopardy. And and it was a picture, so you know what I mean. Like we looking at it at work, a bunch of dudes, and we like Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? she cute. You know what I mean? She does she that. Oh, yeah, I like her. She she stands up for what she got to do. My man out of know is like, man, she's stupid. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Like, of all of all the things to say, yeah, she's stupid, man. She she a socialist. And I'm like, all right, you won't call her a socialist, and you know what I mean, or you don't agree with her political things. But we ain't
0: gonna sit up here calling her stupid. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> he probably he
0: probably barely knows what socialism is, though. <laughs> like you know that, what I'm exactly. Like, people don't really understand what what socialism is. Mm-hmm. And then furthermore, she's not a socialist. Exactly, but yeah, like I said, so yeah, you, you have convoluted views on
1: exactly on the political views like that. But we ain't we ain't putting that rhetoric out there that she's stupid because there's, there's no yeah. we're not running with that. And I I couldn't stand it. I don't like to get political at work. But I'm like, nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> like yeah, that ain't man. that ain't going down, and I, I'm not in support of her or against her. Like like you know, what I mean, I, I, I like her as a as a, a young politician. I think she's cool. You know, she's gaining the popularity, but I don't like say I'm in support of her or not. But we ain't gonna be sitting up here calling her stupid when you rocking a MAGA hat. Right. <laughs> like, ain't gonna like pop calling the kettle black shit right there, bro. Nah, that ain't going down.
0: And whole Trump
1: shit is goofy, man. Goofy. That's the best word. You've been using yeah. that. You've been running with that, man. And Jason t- <laughs>
0: and Base the races.
1: Yo, everybody out there listening to us, man, make sure you register to vote. Get uh get ready for that 2020 campaign. Cause it's gonna be a banger. <laughs> it's, important, yeah.
0: man. it's gonna be wild.
1: Get ready for it, man. Ah oh, man. Did you know that you know what I think I did know this, but it, it kind of like when you read it, you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like Jeff Bezos. I believe is the richest man in the world.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Owner of Amazon, and, and it's funny because I love Amazon. I know, I know, I know you love Amazon. Like, it's, it's. It, I think I might have ordered like four things in the past week from Amazon. You
0: know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. I just bought some running shoes for no reason.
1: <laughs> Something like, yeah, Amazon, bro. Two, the two day shipping don't even make that. Like, I was, th- I was talking to um this English dude I work with. and Just explaining to him about Prime, and I'm, he's like, yeah. So you know, you can watch TV shows with that. I'm like, yeah, but you are talking about the like, man, you get the two day shipping. (laughs) You're not even focusing on the important part, bro. (laughs) And like, oh, something about that though. I don't know how that incentivizes people to want to shop, and the prices are good too.
0: The two day shipping. You say you don't know how it incentivizes them how to. uh... No, no,
1: no, no, no. Like, why it would make you want to shop more than before because was really, it really that hard waiting four days for something to
0: arrive like you know what i'm saying like uh, I mean, yeah <laughs> yes absolutely yes it was
1: put it to me, you like well, well, like half of the things i don't need it in two days i i i enjoy getting it in two days you know what i'm saying because it's like oh i could go but i could go to a store and get it in one and get it that day <laughs> well, here's the
0: thing though like um yeah there's certain shit like that you could be like all right yeah i'll wait four days for that like let's say pants or undershirts or something like that yeah but think about the, now, think about the two day dynamics. Hey, if you say I'm going to get a shower curtain liner, I don't feel like running the Target or or the, or the dollar store or something like that.
1: Yeah, You're not yeah. trying to
0: wait all the way until, you know, if today's Monday, you got to wait until Friday to get it. If, or let's if, say if the, the mailman shoes.
1: shows up on time. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Right. <laughs> it, no, no, I get it. I just mean in comparison to getting it that day. You know what I'm saying? Like you you could just as easily be like, I'm gonna get it that day. But rather than get it that day or wait the four days, I'm like, yo,
0: this two days is clutch. <laughs> it's like just enough, it's in the middle, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's, you know, you know what it was? The two day as a matter of fact, beyond just the, the quickness, the two-day thing, it it indeed comes in two days. Yeah. Before sure. Amazon did the two-day shits, so now a lot of like the biggest um stores, they're giving you like a guarantee. But before that, like they all right, it will deliver in six. To 10 business days. Like some crazy shit like that. Exactly. And sometimes it will come in three days or four days and that will be nice. Are you happy for that? But Amazon says two. Like it's coming in two days.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, you're right. Like That's- I order
0: from J Crew Factory a lot. They'll They say something like that like six to 10 days or six to seven business days. Sometimes it comes in two days mm-hmm. or three days. But I'm not like... If I'm ordering it, I don't like the uncertainty. And that's what Amazon offered. Like, that was the big thing.
1: You're right. You're 100% right. Because you could schedule your week around it. Like, I know I got this and that day off. So I'm going to schedule it two days in advance. I'll be home when the delivery gets there. I ain't got to worry about, you know what
0: I mean? Exactly.
1: So, yeah, no, you're right. You're 100% right about that. But, um, I mean, with... Uh, now that we got that Amazon commercial out the way, <laughs> 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 um, Jeff Bezos is actually still the richest man in the world after his divorce um, has been finalized. Um, yeah, and I, I want to shout out Mackenzie Bezos, man. She a, she a real one. <laughs> she a real one because she could have took she could have put him through the ringer. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, but um, she she said that you know she's gonna allow Jeff to keep 75 percent of um, the Amazon stock uh, plus all of the couple's interest in the Washington Post and Blue Origin. Um she's going to get 25% um stake in Amazon so that is going to be uh worth 35.7 billion and moves up to the, the third richest woman in the world. I think she's uh 18 on the like the just richest people list and that's just like that's, that's dope cuz she's smart. You know what I'm saying? I'll give her I'll give her props on that. Like she, she's like, I'll take 35. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm good with that. like But I, I don't know necessarily know the, the details of uh, everything they had going on. Like, I don't know if, if they agreed that they weren't going to be together, that they were going to see other people or whatever it was. But regardless of that, the way that it came out was very, it could have been embarrassing to her. You know what
0: I mean? Right, right. So
1: she could have, you know what I mean, took that and been caught up in her feelings and the embarrassment of it and been like, all right, well... I got to deal with people at work, not work, but I, I don't think
0: she works. But you know what I'm saying? But people,
1: <laughs> people at the office, not um,
0: which just people that she got to. So she see, probably like, got an office. She don't work, but she probably has an office.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's a, a novelist, if I'm not mistaken. Also, right? oh, she is. Yeah. So um, but like, yeah, she got to deal with still people that she has to come across, wondering, oh yeah, I'm seeing your husband taking pictures with this woman. You know what I mean? And da da da. So the way it all came out, she could have been very vindictive and uh. And put and I think they got kids together too. If I'm not I think they got four kids. Yep. Yeah, so it could have been rough. It could have been real rough for Jeff, but she definitely uh looked out. And I guess that's 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 kind of what the thing you hope for at the end of a relationship, right? Yeah. That, that, that you know what I mean. Y'all went through all this together, y'all built a company together. She definitely was entitled to a hefty amount, but she knew that if she would have put him through the ring, he would no longer be um the head voting power in amazon and that could put the company that could fuck up two-day
0: shipping <laughs> no, her, nah. she could have easily fucked up two-day shipping now it'll go to four to seven business days <laughs> she nah, i ain't living like that she could i nah, ain't going back to that life now nah, i'm not doing it mckenzie <laughs> yeah i'm not doing it i can't go back to living like a peasant
1: <laughs> but yeah no nah, it, it just goes to show you man you hear about all these different divorce cases and people just whatever but they they, they amically i guess when Jeff's like, eh, 35 ain't that much. (laughs) When you got that much money, I don't even, how do you think about it like that? You know what I'm saying? Do you even think about money in the same terms? Like, 35 billion. Like, most people are killing themselves. They got to give up 35 billion. Jeff's like, ah, all right, we'll we'll get it back. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty
0: much what happened, man. But good, good for both of them, man. Like, both of them are happy. I think their lives, I mean, aside from the divorce and the circumstances surrounding the divorce, it's, their lives are interrupted. Yeah, uninterrupted. Excuse me.
1: Yeah, yeah, like it does. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like, like you said, the business isn't gonna be in shambles and and everything's gonna be business as usual.
0: Right, and she could kind of like just fade back into private life,
1: drop some novels. Don't even care how they sell. Word, <laughs> man. But um, nah, shout out Mackenzie and Jeff Bezos. Best of luck for both of them. Um, keep that keep that two day shipping coming. <laughs> and uh before we wrap things up, man. I heard a quote, uh, I believe it was Akon did an interview with TMZ, and he's talking to uh, the producers are coming to America too. I don't know if you heard Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are in production uh, making that with Kenya Burris, I believe, right? Um, Yeah. Of blackish fame. So um, I'm hoping that that it's not a a flop. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping it's good, but Akon has his own request. Um, He states that he wants authentic actors and comedians uh, to be in the movie. And mm-hmm. it, it made me step back. I was like, I looked at the first one, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> they damn sure did have a didn't have the most African cast <laughs> that they could right. have. They, you know what I'm saying? They had American actors with, with accents. And then um I shit, you just you brought this to my attention because I, I swore Chadwick
0: Bozeman was African. <laughs> but, wow. but like I don't know because he has an why. African name, right? Chadwick Maybe- Bozeman. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't bro I, I i i don't know what it was i mean he, he did that good of a job i guess but mm-hmm. um i don't know but like black panther they had a, a super um uh, non-african <laughs> cast i guess and uh you know homeboy from get out who's from the uk they had um michael b jordan angela bassett you know what i mean all american actors um and i have thought about that but because i know I'm, i've of of, of I remember what was that movie with with uh, Christian Bale? I think it was a, it was a Mo- the Moses story. It was a Exodus Kings and um, damn, I forgot. It's called like Exodus though. Um, yeah. and they like Egyptian people played by white actors. You know what I mean? Right. And you're, you're this is like, recent times too. Yeah, exactly. You're like yo, y'all still doing that old <laughs> that old Charlton Heston stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like where you yeah. got in Egypt, but you ain't got black actors, or uh, you, you know what I mean? Back in the day, obviously people Native American. Um, actors are played by white actors in, in makeup and things like that in red mm-hmm. face or, or, or things like that sort and it's like I never thought about it from the African perspective where you got like non-African actors <laughs> doing African roles and you know what I mean like it, it's done respectfully I guess if, if Coming to America was a flop maybe people or if, even if Black Panther was a flop maybe people would be offended by it you know what I mean but I guess right. because these things are, do- are so well done that it overshadows like that that concern out there that why aren't there African act authentic African actors if you're making a movie based in Africa, you know what I mean? And I I, I never thought about it, but yeah, it could, possibly could be offensive to African
0: people. I can see that. I mean, I'll be honest, I I don't have um, firsthand like I don't I didn't hear personally anybody complain about the movies, but I definitely could see how that is like for everything you just named, mm-hmm. right? Like Sam Jackson was beefing. Cause um that British dude was in the star and get out like you you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, now his his beef was there are
1: American actors that could have done the role.
0: Right, so Sam Jackson's beat because he was British. Mm-hmm. The star get out because he's British playing a black American. They could have found a Ameri- black American actors to do that. Yeah, like, man. like like None of, none of the lead roles in, in in Black Panther. I don't know. Maybe because so many movies came out. When you think of The Last King of Scotland, mm-hmm. right? Um, that was Forrest Whitaker playing playing the king of an African country. Then you think about Mandela with Idris Elba. Correct. Even though, who's British, but I believe um, his mom is from an African country. I just don't know which one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Chadwick Boseman play, playing the African king of a a country that doesn't exist, mind you. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> a fictional African country. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, right? That's that. That's the interesting part. That's the interesting part. Uh, Zamunda Zamunda Nor Wakanda really exists.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's like it's not Nigeria. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What yeah.
0: accent do you put on? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know I don't know you know what I'm saying but but it's tough they, they
1: both I don't know if Eddie Murphy has ever said it but like I know Chadwick Boseman said he I can't remember what country but he definitely said there's a, it's an authentic African accent that he was taught and we had to like emulate you know what I mean right. so yeah so yeah that that's 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 something to think of bro I never I, I before Akon said it I never even thought about that man
0: <laughs> yeah um <laughs> well Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy's accent in Coming to America although it was good In the sense, not authentic, but good in the sense that that's what Americans think Africans sound like.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Like, like, it it reminds me of um, when Eddie Murphy played a white guy on SNL. This is way back. When he was still on SNL, he played a a white guy. He got in a white face and walked around. And his accent was not like a real white person's accent from any particular place. It was just like a... It's just an, I don't know how to explain. It's just an accent, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, that's what black people thought white people sounded like.
1: And and, so. and it's it's weird because everything isn't every, everything isn't made equal. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, shout out to the, the young lady from Blackish. Um, um, she 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 produced that new movie called Little, um, mm-hmm. with Issa Ray. And so I was watching her on the Steve Harvey show, and she was just talking about you know what I mean like. Um. Yeah, I thought it would be dope to to actually. She was inspired by the movie Big with Tom Hanks, and she's like, I was I was thought it'd be cool to you know kind of do a different take on it, but with an all um an all black female cast, and I was just like, oh yeah, that's cool, but. It, I, I couldn't imagine a white woman saying that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I thought it'd be cool to do this movie with the all-white female, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would yeah. come across a certain way. Or, like, a, a white actor saying, yeah, I want to do this movie with just all-white actors.
0: I wanted, to do, I wanted to do Friday, but starring Bradley Cooper. <laughs> All <laughs> oh, the Bradley Cooper, Colin Farrell, in his bitch, Zach Efron playing Smokey. The dad from Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> <laughs> playing Pops. Yeah, so, but, but, because, you know, everything's not created equal, you know what I'm saying? You, there's certain right. reparations that, that, that we should say, but nah, that definitely, Um, and, but, and also it's, it's our, our, our art form. Now, I don't know many, worldwide african actors not to say that there aren't great actors in africa but i don't know many that have crossed over so to speak you know what i mean like their their works have become like these huge international works so i mean some people are going to go for what they think the greatest product is one and two what they're going to what's going to be best to market
0: you know what i'm
1: saying like and
0: also a lot of a lot of those um a lot of I was going to say actors of African descent, and we got into confusion about this before, but what I'm saying is like when I say, what I'm, I'm trying to say is like someone who's like first, like one or two generations removed from from the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not no shit where you, you're traced back. Basically, you have roots in Af- Africa within the last 50 years. Okay. is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So there are actors like that, like Idris Elba, and, and I can't pronounce, Daniel something, I can't pronounce his last name, the guy from Get Out. Okay. That, and um, Lupita Nyong'o, I'm not sure how, how far removed from, she. I don't think she was born on the continent, but I don't remember how far removed she was, but like, let's say her. Like, although they themselves aren't African, it's like, what do you, what would you consider authentic African? Aside from getting Afri- um, excuse me, an actor who's who's working there right now, who was born there and is working in the industry right now. Because they got a couple really cool um, movies on Netflix that I've seen recently. One that takes place in Kenya and another somewhere else.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't know how... how, I mean, it's easy to say how they would get that done, but it's probably not as easy...
1: As it sounds, yeah.
0: As it sounds, because they would have done it already. Look at Black Panther. I don't think of any of the feature people who you know by face, Probably, maybe this is probably a random extra who's African, but like none of them, Chadwick, um, Angela Bassett didn't even attempt an accent. Now it's kind of funny because some people, like you know them through the years as being like really solid actors, but they mm-hmm. said, I'm not fucking with no accents. Tom Cruise, uh Denzel Washington, he did an accent before, but he sucked. So I don't, I don't he never did it again. What did he, do? Oh, Denzel did one? Yeah, it was way, a way back movie. He played like a Jamaican dude or something like that. Oh, but it was okay. the, the accent, or Trinidadian dude. But it was a Trinidadian dude. But uh, but the Denzel performed in an accent
1: okay. that
0: was Jamaican. But it's not like authentic <laughs> Jamaican. It was ja- the, it was how it was, it's how Americans think Jamaican sound. Okay. It It's like yeah, man, we're going to become tri- <laughs> from Trinidad, man. <laughs> I like making fun of my my parents are Caribbean but I like making fun of Caribbean people and putting on a Jamaican accent when I'm I'm impersonating them because it annoys them but it also makes them laugh a little bit until I get fucked up I don't know that's when I'll stop doing the accent (laughs) I'll go to Barbados and shit and tell people I'm from Barbados man
1: (laughs) (laughs) also uh, Akon brought up that I mean, as is, is, he said, uh, Michael Blackston was one of the examples of comedians they should use. Uh, like, He's Michael, not a good actor. But is he? Is, and is he straight from Africa? Was he born
0: there? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's, that's funny because funny man. It brings me to—I don't know if you remember when him and Kevin Hart had like a mini beef. Okay. And Kevin Hart was like, "This nigga's be putting on the old African shtick. This nigga's from Philly. He's probably born there, but maybe came here as a teenager or something like that, but kept the accent." Uh huh. So, to so you, so yes, the short answer is yes, but I don't think he's a great uh, film actor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like when you see him do really well, he's pretty much been himself. He, exactly uh, in the same uh,
1: role. Exactly. It, yeah, Friday. Right, next
0: Friday, and then I saw him in um, Meet the Blacks, like that horror movie that um, Michael Epps did. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, man. Who the fuck would you get? You got to go right back to Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> you got to get the same dudes. It's basically any actor who's proven that they could put on an accent. It's, uh, it's um, Shorty, the plays, you you saw Black Panther? Uh, I've seen scenes. I haven't seen the whole thing. Nigga, I've seen trailers. I've seen uh, <laughs> YouTube clips. Well, there's a girl that plays plays the dude's little sister. Like, she's like the um computer nerd. Like, you know... How does they also got that one person who knows how to troubleshoot all the computer issues and your yeah it's kind of like the side a, ki-
1: a superhero sidekick in the movie exactly right she's
0: British also
1: oh she she had a chill accent was good I, that I do yeah. yeah. <laughs> That I did hear um and was Black Panther filmed in Africa I'm not I don't think it was right probably not man That yeah. shit was probably in Toronto <laughs> yeah I'm about to say <laughs> so they I would have not imagine, had to shi- I'm, a, I'm pretty sure it wasn't filmed in, in um
0: nowhere in Africa
1: they'd have to ship a ton of Africans over. To, to Toronto.
0: <laughs> it was black people. The dude who plays the, um, he's the, he's an us. He plays the dad in us and he was also in Black Panther. Okay. Um, shit, I'm fucking up with all the names. I should have, I'm gonna study up next podcast. You got, but You got the
1: DJ Playboy shit. Where I fuck up accents. You
0: just fucking. <laughs> I didn't even attempt the name, but that that dude, he's not African either. He's Trinidadian. Oh, is he? That's cool. Damn. Yeah, man, I oh, know he, Africans in that piece. Damn. Damn, Black Panther. <laughs> in, invictus with with um, Matt Damon and and uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman accent sucks too. A lot of people don't do. A lot of, of our great actors don't do accent work.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not it's not it's not the easiest thing to do for an entire movie.
0: Will Smith played a, a, um, an African dude who sounds Jamaican in Concussion. <laughs> 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 he says football. <laughs> Football causes brain damage, man. <laughs> Akon should be mad about that. <laughs> That's what Akon should Akon want to pick a movie to be
1: mad about. You should be mad that they got Will Smith for that role.
0: <laughs> Word, man. He's a great actor. The accent work killed him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, shout out to Will Smith. But um yeah, I guess I guess the whole thing that inspired Akon um to say that was Eddie Murphy took a picture recently with uh, the costume designer that won an Oscar um, for Black Panther. So mm-hmm. like, it, it inspired the whole, I guess, thought process. But, yeah, we'll see what comes of it. You know what I mean? It was, it was yeah. a little thought piece, something to think about. But uh, that's episode 58, bruh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the books, man. We done did it again, brother. Keith, before we even get into all that social media, tell the people what you're watching this weekend, bruh.
0: You already know. You set it up top. Game of Thrones. That's
1: GOT. It. GOT. A little NBA playoffs too, probably, right? A little sprinkled in, right?
0: Nah, nigga. This is nah, straight up nah. Westeros. <laughs> you just grabbing
1: the sword all weekend long? Pause.
0: Grabbing the sword. Pause, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where can they find you at on social media, cuz? Instagram. Me and my underscore 35.
1: That's, anything else you watching? That's just a straight G- Game of Thrones, nothing else right now?
0: Anything I'm shot, watching right? in, in general? Yeah. No, not really. I, I'm between shit right now. So the Game of Thrones season about to start, I'm watching Billions. Um, Barry in the final season of Veep was on HBO. I'm not wild about it. They're good. I really like them, but I'm not wild about it. It's not something I'm raving about. Game of Thrones I'm raving about. I just finished the um, book by James Baldwin called If Beale Street Could Talk. It was oh, yeah. also I- made a movie recently. Yeah, You, see, you seen that. the
1: movie yet? Or?
0: I have not seen the movie. I wanted to finish the book before I saw the movie. The book is real short
1: okay
0: yeah it's a cool book you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna lie I'm not no huge uh, literature reader so I know I was looking at the ratings they're like that shit is amazing he broke down the motif of living as a black man in the city and it's a metaphor I, don't know. I was like I don't know I don't know about this story it's cool I gave it three stars when was that book written? in 1974 okay Or in the early 70s pretty much it was published in 74
1: gotcha Okay.
0: Yeah, so it, it takes place in New York and stuff, and just goes. It's a lot about a lot of stuff with how law enforcement treat treats black guys.
1: The setting in the book is in the seventies as well, or is it like further back than that? The book takes
0: place in the seventies.
1: 70s. 70s, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, go check that out, man. Um, you can check me out on social media. Check me out on Twitter at DJ Playboy. Check me out on Instagram at Plicka Peasy P L I C C A. P-E-E-Z-Y. You can also check out the Perfect Talk Perfect Talk Podcast.
0: Talk. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> check out the Perfect Talk.
1: <laughs> little twang on it. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. On Twitter at Perfect Talk Pod. Oh, man. I have a... I don't call things little no more. Keith taught me about the power of words. So I got a big, 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 massive radio show on a app called Mixcloud, <laughs> and uh, it's a website too, mixcloud.com. You can check it out, it's called The Night Shift. You can follow me on Mixcloud, DJ, Pickup, Playboy, P L I C C A P L A Y B O Y. And uh, yeah, check out the radio show. We're doing big things, big things of Guan. Uh, shit, man, shout out everybody out there doing a the damn thing. Uh, rest in peace one more time to Nipsey Hustle, you went out like a king. Uh, king shout- Nip you know what I mean shout out everybody out there just get better y'all let's get better every day that's a motto I try to live by so let's do what we can and just get better every day and do better for our people and uh we up out of here bro say goodbye to the people man Peace. peace